not be aware of what I'm about to tell you, but it's possible that you're not manifesting absolute abundance into your life simply because there is something, perhaps from your past, that you haven't forgiven yourself for. To begin living your best life in three, two, one. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers, leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings, unwavering kinetic believers all over the world. Glad you could join us. Welcome back. I'm Stephen Kenyon. Email address kineticbelief at stephenkenyon.com. If you've got any questions or comments, StephenCanyon.com is the website. Hello, Miss Meg. Hello. What are you doing today? <laughs> what have you been up to? Where have you been? What are you doing? I've been relaxing today, okay? <laughs> no, you okay. haven't. Yes, you I have. have. No, you haven't. Have I'm you? always relaxing. Uh, Even been, when I'm working. You've been scurrying about. I've seen you. I know, but I'm relaxed. No, that's, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Question. Okay. What were some of your favorite TV shows growing up? Oh, um... Oh, well, what age? Like when I was really young, or hmm. when, like, like you like to say, when you were little. When I was little. <laughs> that's a southern thing to say, isn't when it? When you were little. When I was little. <laughs> um, well, you know, when I was in, you know, maybe fifth, sixth grade, I really loved Family Matters hmm. and Step by Step. They would all in Full House. They would all come on back to back to back right when I got home from school. So I'd eat my snack and watch. Well, those were those, those were shows about families, weren't they? Uh, yeah, they were. You know, step real step live and, and real people, yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I really but, liked those. Yeah, but um, probably younger than that, I would have to say all the old older stuff, like um, I Dream of Jeannie, and um, mm. what else? Uh, Green Acres and the Munsters. I loved all those. Like, I think they called it Nick at Night. What was the Bigfoot show? Um, the Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah, yeah, I watched yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. I think a couple times. That was cute. Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's and, Island. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those were classics. Shows. And then, um, what were the kids? The um, the Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. What I Dream of Jeannie. What a oh, that was my favorite for sure. Astronaut played by Larry Hagman, who who he's great. Later on, he starred in the series uh, Dallas. Oh yeah, I love I Dream of Jeannie. You know, he that story. I mean, how cool and creative was that? There he was, an astronaut, came back to Earth and landed on this deserted beach. <laughs> and I mean, and I remember, and they would kind of show this at the beginning of each. Yes, they would show up what happened on I Dream. And um, but then then he found after he was, I think he crawled up on the beach or whatever, yeah. and he uh-huh. sees this bottle rolling around on yeah. the on the shore and all by itself mm-hmm. and so he gets the bottle in the first episode and he rubs it after removing the stopper and smoke starts shooting out yes. and then here comes she, there she is the female genie <laughs> materializing was, and she kisses him yeah i always just loved what she was wearing that was my yep. i think that's one of the main reasons i watched the show <laughs> i just loved her outfits but a genie in a bottle imagine that and and but i never remember she would blink wouldn't she she kind of she wiggle her nose her or something and, and, and she would cross her arms like up kind of near her chin and mm. blink and yeah and i think it was the nose first... was bewitched oh that was the bewitched yeah. thing yeah. okay so she would blink cross her arms blink and uh, i think she caused the the recovery helicopter to sort of show up and rescue 
Yes. The astronaut. Probably the best episodes of that show is when her evil sister shows up. And it's just her. It's the same actress, but she would wear a black wig. <laughs> yeah, right. I see. A black wig with a You're blue evil. <laughs> with a blue outfit, and they would. Oh, it was so cute. Oh, Barbara Eden. Those were my favorites. She's such a wicked, wicked lady. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Well, that was fun. That's well, fun. do you remember when you were a kid and somebody would ask you if you only had one wish, what would you wish for? Remember that all the time. You know, yeah. Okay, you get one wish. And what would what a great question. And it, it really does illuminate where a person is in life regarding their aspirations, mm. regarding their desires. And, you know, that really changes from the time you're a kid to, mm-hmm. I don't know, 90 years old. I, and I, I love in a, that movie, I'm, I'm thinking of childhood now. So I love in the cartoon movie Aladdin, the genie's like, oh, and you can't wish for more wishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, other than that, <laughs> wow. Now, there's that throws a wrench into the <laughs> into the works, doesn't it? Yeah. Hmm. So that was like the one rule. Because how many of us are going to go? Well, I, I'm going to wish for a thousand more wishes. Well, right. Yeah. Then you have to keep track of them. Though. Or then there's just million dollars. <laughs> I want to. I'm wishing for one million dollars. <laughs> if only, if only you had one wish, what would it? What would you wish for? Hmm. I mean, that's a lot easier for a kid because they haven't had experience with life yet right um we spend a lot of time (laughs) with the children that we meet while distributing food and gifts in appalachia and on native american reservations to families that are you know struggling to make ends meet and i will often ask the children questions like if you could be anything that you wish when you grow up what would it be and, and isn't that the fun? We get the, I, I remember this one little boy and i know you you remember the one who said i want to be a school teacher wrestler I was thinking about a different one. Which one were you thinking about? I I remember this one little guy. He said, well, I really want to be a soap maker or a rock star. (laughs) Or, or, and I'm going to be a soap maker rock star. (laughs) I love that. There's the cowboy. And I remember one little girl saying, I want to, I want to be a choir singer. Or another kid says, I want to be my dad. Yep. All those things. And as cute as all of that is, it's a naturally fundamental a part of our existence to manifesting the future um our future as it should be mm-hmm. and actually dreaming like that and aspiring like that and saying this is what i wish for is just as natural as drinking water is mm-hmm. both necessary to advancing life yes yeah we were conducting a search and relief expedition in eastern Kentucky about 10 years ago, and we found a group of, it was nine children, I think it was nine kids, mm-hmm. living in a shack out in the young, mountains there. Young children. Really young. Well, they, they had been abandoned, and the oldest, I think she was like 17 years old. Yeah, 17, almost 18. Yeah. And she was in charge of all of them. Right. And I remember she was cooking uh, chicken as a chicken neck bone soup yeah she just had it was just water and she had a bone in it she said i'm making neck bone soup yeah Yeah. and the cabin there it was full of all these little tiny bugs and we just happened we were doing search and relief and found this this little family of kids there and we began you know bringing some stuff in for them Mm -hmm. but one of the boys said that he wanted to be a basketball coach yeah which struck me just you know from this place of despair and yet here he is dreaming and, and imaging and desiring and seeing himself 
in this uh, position of prestige. And, wh- and how interesting that he wants to be a coach, not a player at that age. I right, thought that was right. really interesting. He had a purpose. He had yeah. a genius of purpose that he came into so the natural specific. with. Very specific. And he had covered a wall in the room that he slept in with all of these newspapers, mm. cl- uh, cutting cutouts, yep. stories about basketball right. and coaches and coach interviews and what the coach would say after these games. Yeah. It was his dream. It was his desire. There were hundreds. I mean, his room was literally wallpapered. Wallpapered. It was unbelievable. How is that for a journal, a manifesting journal? (laughs) As children, it is natural for all of us to dream and to wish. Why? Because that's how we create. That's how we manifest our futures. And then here's the deal. As adults, we continue to create the, the rest of our lives and beyond in exactly the same way. But the kinetic believer develops, the kinetic believer develops on purpose in the science of faith, mm-hmm. the, the science of desire, the science of belief. However, for most, you know, somewhere along the way, they simply just stop dreaming for the better life. Right. Happens to just about everybody. And, it, and it's a slow fade. So a lot of times it's even difficult to notice. You know who doesn't stop? The the people that don't stop are the kinetic believers. The people that don't stop are the one percenters. The people that don't stop are the Michael Jordans and the the great achievers, the the super superior athletes, the 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 those that are attracting great wealth and Mm -hmm. living the kind of life that they dream of. Yes. But here's what here's what happens. Somewhere along the way, most people begin accepting what they see in alignment with what they've already witnessed. And sad to say, in alignment with the, all the negative influencers around them. And then the result is they just stop advancing to live the dream. But now here's, here's another question. If you could be an expert on any subject, what subject would you choose? Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's impossible. Tough, right? That's impossible. That's, that's a grown-up question. <laughs> that's that's more of a uh, you've you've well, been just, on, out on the road for a while and you're familiar with subjects and not just an image. It's more of a holistic approach. No, no. If you could know everything that there is to know about any subject, what is it that you would choose? And uh, let me just say, I would choose belief. Huh? Because I have a sense that. If I knew everything that there was to know about belief, I would know everything there is to mm. know about everything. Wow. True. So how does somebody That's study good. belief? And it reminds me of that old story that where, you know, you can choose. I don't remember exactly how it goes, but basically the choice was, e- was either um, never ending wealth or wisdom. And mm. wisdom was chosen and it in turn developed yeah. immense wealth that's and good. it seems like that's part of what you're saying too because with belief it doesn't matter the other subject you can you can accomplish it if i knew everything that there is to know about belief i would know everything that there is to know about everything mm. i like that you found a loophole so now you know what <laughs> how does somebody how does someone study belief well they could read a lot of books on theology they could uh, study up on philosophy buddhism or christianity they could search belief online they could volunteer with some scientific research lab or then perhaps in 15 or 20 years they'd be considered an expert and then they could quote from 
Einstein's research papers and Carl Sagan's books or from philosopher and transcendentalist Henry David Thoreau's book, Walden, or his essay on civil disobedience. Or they could just name drop doop doody wadi yippity dippy dop. <laughs> and they could write a book called What is Belief? And then perhaps and then perhaps when they're not totally obsessed with their studies, their life may feel empty, void of meaning, and kind of sad. And their new, their then uh, new book on belief isn't selling very well. Their day job falls through, and the wife leaves them and takes the dog. It's a sad story, a never-ending story that just kind of goes on and on. What's wrong with that story? What's happening there? Oh, this person's been corrupted by misaligned, conceptualized, subjective beliefs while studying belief. Mm. They're drowning in observational manifestations. It's a misaligned, subjective belief, which is a feeling about something, and then that something is imagined as being true just because we feel like it is. In other words, this person hasn't really been studying the substance of belief at all. They started off thinking, I'm going to study belief so I'll know everything. But they missed it. They've been all the while observing misaligned, conceptualized, subjective beliefs. Can you imagine, for example, studying the art of cooking and never eating any food? <laughs> no, I do. cannot. <laughs> that would be hard to do, I absolutely it? <laughs> cannot imagine that, Steve. <laughs> you could be an expert on food preparation and still die of starvation. Yeah. There are two types of knowledge. One is observational which is non-functional and the other type of knowledge is experiential it's called revelation knowledge which actually manifests to become you Hmm. through the energetics of kinetic belief the law of attraction manifests purposeful intentional change in alignment with this type of knowledge through the energetics of kinetic belief now, now we're working on something today, and and if you if you have one, get out your law of attraction book, your guided journal for manifesting, and let's gain some revelation knowledge. Okay. Now, in yesterday's podcast, we launched our journey for exploring a cautionary tale, and today, what I want to do is continue unpacking some really profound powerful wisdom regarding the rewilding process to become undomesticated from corruptive energetics. We want to rewild ourselves to unbecome corruptive energetics, negative influencers, those things that, you know, they attempt to, but they redefine us. Mm. They turn the Mona Lisa into something that it was never meant to be. And if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, we were referencing the Mona Lisa as a masterpiece and recognizing that each one of us also, like the Mona Lisa, is a masterpiece, perhaps underneath a lot of refuse and stuff that's not part of us. But there is a process whereby we can regenerate ourselves and restore ourselves to the original version, the original Mona Lisa. Yes. Okay. So a lot of people, here's the deal. A lot of people just aren't able to attract wealth. They're not able to perfect their health in this life. And they're always sick. They're always broken. There's always something that's not working correctly. They don't, they haven't been able to attract joy or happiness because they just can't seem to forgive themselves. Oh, there it is. 
There's the boomerang. <laughs> There's the big whopper. That, that, here, here I knew it something was coming down the pipeline. <laughs> you could see that, I could feel it. Choo-choo. I'm like, you're setting us up. <laughs> Kinetic believers understand who they were created to be. And so what we do, here's the deal. We align our ego, the self-realized identity of our purpose with the original masterpiece that we came into the natural to develop as and to become. Look, if you could find yourself beating yourself up because of some mistake, if you if you see that that's the version of you, you're you are just really you're as an antagonist to yourself in this this uh, uh, theater of life, the character that you're supposed to be, and you are your biggest enemy. Perhaps even four years after you mess something up. That's a cautionary tale that, you know what, you're living in condemnation and you're still subject to being something you're not supposed to be. Advancing your mind, body, and soul is naturally positive. In other words, feelings of failure, fear of rejection, depression, and insecurity, all of those things, they're all direct manifestations of condemnation. So in your guided manifesting journal, if you've got one, whatever day you're on, Imagine yourself as you are without ever having experienced rejection in your life. Hmm. Now, understand that rejection is only relative to acceptance, neither of which are necessary for us to be uh, a Renaissance creative creator, enjoying our genius of purpose. I always love that you that you make that point with us, and you do it in all these different ways. This idea that criticism and compliments should neither of those. I mean, whether they come or go, they just they should not affect you. It should not matter, and it shouldn't be this thing that's bracing up or tearing down your ego. That is so important. It is not possible to attach yourself to one without being affected by the exactly. other. Exactly. Exactly. You Let, can't seek the mm-hmm. accolades of, of, of someone without being affected by the, the judgments, by the condemnation or the rejection of right. someone. And that's so powerful because when you, I think that's the ultimate letting go. When you can genuinely be unaffected by both of those polar opposites, it's almost as if, check, I am, I am truly free of, of these opinions, these defining opinions. Somebody comes in and, and they say, uh, Megan, um, Tanya thinks you're fantastic. Your response is, that's nice. <laughs> Megan, Tanya thinks you suck. That's nice. Okay. <laughs> or, um, You've arrived. My, I love, I was hanging out or um, FaceTiming with my, my niece and everything I said was, the her response was, I know. I know. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> that's, that's nice. I know. But, but no, it's so powerful. And, you know, you also... If you do have, and, and so in all of us do, when you're discovering that creative part of yourself, you realize the power that comes with being free of those outward ideas because it absolutely kills your creativity. Um, when you're, when you're, let's say you're painting something, you're creating something. Um, when, when people, when you're painting and you're creating with this idea of, I hope they like it, or what if they don't like it, it's, it's paralyzing. Or even the painting, using the analogy from yesterday, is the Mona Lisa. What if the Mona Lisa uh, couldn't be the Mona Lisa unless it was validated by someone every day? Right. Because then all of a sudden, if that's the requirement 
for it to be the masterpiece that it is, someone walks in and says, well, I don't like that at all. Then the Mona Lisa is no longer... Well, that's uh, what originality you know. requires, right? Exactly. Freedom from, from that influence. What, so other, what other people think of us is none of our business. What? Our business, <laughs> yes. our business is located within. Say it one more time. It's just so good. What other people think <laughs> of us is none of our business. Isn't that delicious? What people think of <laughs> oh you is none of your business. What people think of you is none of your business. Mm-hmm. Your business is located within. Now, masterfully imagine to morph into what you're already journaling, whatever day you're on, and include the being of yourself who's never been rejected. That person, the masterpiece that's never been rejected, imagine that person and morph that into the day that you're on in your guided journal. Now, when we master kinetic belief, we're able to transform literally from the abused, the tattered, the worn out, exhausted, bruised, beaten down, trodden upon, scapegoated, scarred version of self to the unblemished genius of purpose that we came into the natural in order to represent. In other words, the abused, domesticated person is now beautifully restored with an unwavering ability to imagine, desire, create from highest viewpoints, and to journal with conviction our chosen articles of faith in order to attract and manifest our best lives, and to do it consistently, every day, boldly, and with a command of the universe around us. The one percenters who have accumulated massive amounts of wealth, great uh, uh, feats of accomplishment, elite athletes, inventors, those who enjoy great success, they all have this in common. As kinetic believers, they imagine to attract their best lives by not adhering to or relying on past or future mistakes to be able to construct their subjective realities their beliefs. In other words, a sense of purpose, the original genius of purpose that we were all created with, it enables anyone to become anything in order to attract any amount of wealth that anyone should ever desire. Now, there is, and Megan, you and I were talking about this some yesterday afternoon, there is a a, a little dark secret that few people realize, and this is it. The law of attraction has actually destroyed more lives and resulted in the manifestation of wars, famine, chaos, and destruction since the beginning of recorded history. And and I'll tell you this, that people have always, and they're continuing to perish for a lack of knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. In other words, lack of wisdom leads to the negative cursed energetics of lack of poverty, of destruction, and death. So what I'm saying is tread uh, lightly and carefully and for goodness sakes, equip you with wisdom and knowledge to be able to master the universe around you and purposefully use the law of attraction to your benefit. The imagination of such things attracts such things, whatever it is. And there is some good news to all of this, however, and not just good news, but my goodness, it's fantastic, life-changing, world-changing, dynamically life-altering good news. Listen, 
through the power of kinetic belief, we unbecome the manifesting energetics of negative past and future false beliefs, all uh, which le uh, lead to condemnation and thoughts of mistakes, observations of failure, judgments from ourselves and from other people, and every negative subjective, subjective belief. But for this to begin to become us as a way of life, we purposefully renew our conscious minds to the subjective reality that we are a perfect representation of our original selves without blemish and without condemnation. And, but you know, this is a meditative guided approach and it's a way of life. It's done every day. So it sounds like when you're talking about forgiving ourselves as a part of um, making sure we don't become a cautionary tale, that it's not just about the overt meaning of forgiveness. I did something wrong. I need to forgive myself. Um, you mentioned failures. You mentioned regrets, the small and the big. And so in a sense, we need to go through this process of, of self-forgiveness for what it sounds like is many things, many ideas. True. And, and the, the process is exactly that. It's through the kinetic belief. It's through, it's through uh, perfecting our lives by journaling our highest viewpoints for thought forms that's constructing our lives. It's in a world, in a realm, in a reality where there is no condemnation mm -hmm. and where we are in a place that we can fearlessly and willfully move toward the, the life that we are imagining to attract, that there's nothing there to actually be... Uh, forgiven for. Right. There's no wrong in that. There's no fear in that. The substance of fear, which is producing all of these things that cause us to be sorrowful and, and with a sense of, of inadequacy and, and that we're just not worth it or we're unworthy and that we're not qualified somehow. It's the, the original intention of our creator that qualifies us hmm. because in the, the world that we are supposed to be occupying, there's no competition. So I want to make sure I'm understanding correctly. It sound, it, I, the way I'm understanding it is this process of forgiving self is, it's almost like it's this consistent effort, daily effort through journaling, through affirmations, through through the self-talk to, to replace these negative um, ideas of failure and regret with the not just... I forgive myself for doing something wrong. Forget that. But you're re really replacing it with, I'm qualified. There's nothing to be forgiven. I am, I am who I'm supposed to be and always have been and always will be. The person that says, I forgive myself for doing something wrong is still seeing things as being wrong. Mm -hmm. There's no wrong and there's no right in the kinetic believer's imagination, in their place of being. There just is. You're just on your journey. There's, there's not a wrong Mona Lisa. There's not a right Mona Lisa. There's just the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Joy becomes us. We're not seeking it. Happiness becomes us. The manifestation of that substance of our belief becomes us. Where there's no wrong and there's no right, there just is. Absent of the, the folly of those things. You gave a really good analogy a long time ago, and I want you to speak it because I can't remember exactly how it went. It was about a train... And you said if the train goes off the track, how did you how did you set that up? How did you say it? Sure. Well, if a train's going down the track and it derails and it's over in the ditch, it's not a it's not a bad train. Yeah. It's just off the track. Yeah, it just needs to be. It's still just a train. It just needs to be put back on the track. I like that. I like that. Well, imagine what would happen to a ship if a captain showed up only once a week while it's crossing the sea. <laughs> 
This is a way of life for the kinetic believer. Yeah. We are to remain at the helm, guiding our future, and to do it every day. In fact, the more you do it, the more true your, mm. your sails are set in the course for your direction. Yeah. Kinetic believers understand that, look, we're not performers in a world of comparisons. We are... We are creative creators, a like-kind species that representative of the creator. The entirety of the universe is advancing toward perfected completion, and so are we. As it goes, so do we. Expanding. So the miracle is not that there is life within the universe. The miracle is that there is a universe within life. Wow. The kinetic believer has no sense of guilt or shame and represents themselves as a beautiful representation, as a gift, the singularity of one tacit of the artistry of creation, which first believed and then occupied the incorruptible belief. Remember that anything that we receive in condemnation, where there is a sense of guilt for anything, and we internalize negatively, which is demonstrated by a sense, it can be through just a sense of frustration. Well, I'm frustrated. Well, there's a sense of condemnation that's working. There's a negative energetic in there. What is that doing? It's attracting destruction to you. It's that a, a spinning out of control, more of the same. It attracts decay and it attracts the diminishing experience of life. I think that's one of the biggest things to get a hold of is that there's no neutral. That when you aren't operating in those positive energetics, when you're not being laser focused on your goals and who you want to be and rewilding and that that artwork, that masterpiece restoration, that if you're not doing that, you're in this negative source energy and you're actively attracting negativity and, and decay. That's such a big thing to accept. You're looking out. You're looking out for validation. Anytime there's a sense or a need for validation, you're, you've set yourself up, yourself up for failure. Mm. It has to come with, from within. To become something you were never meant to be. That's right. correct. We go within. But now here's the deal. If we cast down negative imaginations and every condemnation and we do it with the gratitude of unconditional love for self and the gratitude of unconditional love for our Creator... Life-choking negative energetics are neutralized. And this is vital to the concept of kinetic believers. If a person simply jumps into practicing the law of attraction and they do it without understanding, I am telling you that it's like handing keys to a car to a child and you're just an accident waiting to happen. So true. So it's vital that the process... Look, the process begins by... By first doing the work of locating your genius of purpose before you ever begin. Otherwise, you're going to probably discover that you just can't seem to come out from under a sense of condemnation. And you'll be impatient and you'll be worried it won't work. Or you'll be worried that it will work. And you won't know what to do with it when it, with whatever it is that's working or not working. <laughs> so the question of why needs to be answered. And I like too that uh, the sense that I'm getting today is something that I always love when you when you go through this is you get the sense that we're we're being given permission to not care what other people think because we're raised in these very tribal cultures where we're taught almost by rote that you need other people you need this person and that relationship to survive and so really it, 
you can be set free by giving permission, receiving permission that you can get everything from within and you can attract relationships from within, but you don't have to. You do not have to care about the opinions of others, no matter who it is. It's within the competitive realm of subjective beliefs that we uh, chase after and that we hurry after and we compete for the prize Mm. and we are uh, jockeying for position and we are, you know, Mm -hmm. taking uh, and and scurrying about and and only measuring existence in the universe by what we can see when the 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 vast majority of all that there is cannot be seen the substance yeah. of belief is has not yet been seen and it's all imagined everything that everything that is was created from what cannot be seen and so we as kinetic believers and those who are successful imagine their existence yeah. and we're not we're not competing for the the morsels right. of life. Well, I like that you just called them morsels, scraps, because you're giving us this really good picture today of really a comparison between the quick fix, the intoxicating um, quick compliment from someone versus a deep intrinsic self-love and self-value that never goes away and that will sustain that can sustain you forever what a wonderful comparison unconditional love needs no, no validation and we turn that unconditional love toward self we turn it toward others and so absent validation then there can be uh, no affliction right either self-generated or from Mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. anyone else baby steps begin the journey of gaining knowledge by asking the question why will holding on to past mistakes and hurts and regrets attract more of the same Hmm. because it's it's through the process of guided journaling that kinetic believers advance to understand that living with a sense of condemnation because you just can't forgive yourself is to negatively self-focus while rewilding to unbecome negative source influencers is genius of purpose focused. So we turn our best intentions back to the original and we cast down every negative imagination. Why do we do this? If you haven't figured it out yet, we do it because our creator has a purpose for us and it's for every single one of us to be able to experience the abundant life to grow in, in prosperity, to transform our bodies into operational, perfected health, and to do it every day, to continually be filled with the abject expression of joy and to optimistically overflow with happiness, which doesn't depart. It stays with us. It becomes us. This, look, this is a way of life for the kinetic believer, and it's done on purpose by mastering the universe around us, while the law of attraction does the rest. There's a, there are two ways to live your life. One is as though everything is a miracle. And the other is as if nothing is a miracle. In other words, it's usually attributed to being a miracle if you didn't see it coming. The kinetic believer believes it's coming and then sees it. Like you always say, you're, the, you're supposed to be the least surprised when these things show up that you've been manifesting. You were expecting it all yeah. along. The best of life, which is yet to come, cannot be seen until it's first believed. Mm. Let's work on some imaginations in highest viewpoints. Okay, let's do it. Do you want to do that? I do want to do Do you that. really want to do this, Megan? 
Let's do it. Imagine. I am, I am always up for an affirmation. Literally, always. Okay, so since you're ready for this okay. and you want to do this, imagine this. Imagine. Imagine you've hitched a ride on one of Elon Musk's rockets right out of this world. Okay, okay? I like it. You're going to a far, far away place. And, mm. and when you arrive there and you uh, dismount the Dis- rocket. Disembark. Disembark. You come out of the rocket, and here you are. You're in this world now, this other place, where there's no such thing as condemnation. It doesn't exist here, which means you look around and you realize there's no fear, the substance of which doesn't exist in this place. So since there's no fear, there's no need for forgiveness here in this world where SpaceX safely brought you <laughs> there you are it. there you are you're standing there Megan and everybody else and me and all of us here we are boldly fearlessly being us whatever that means to you to be to be you you simply are so now you're at rest perfectly peaceful and you are more than willing to just be Now say this, say, I am free from the prison of resentment. I am free from the prison of resentment. Because I no longer resent. Because I no longer resent. I've chosen my life to be drama-free. I've chosen my life to be drama-free. Of negativity. Of negativity. Because it doesn't exist. Because it doesn't exist. I do not confuse people from my past. I do not confuse people from my past. With people in the present. With people in the present. They're from another world. They're from another world. And I'm in this one. And I'm in this one. I acknowledge my original genius of purpose. I acknowledge my original genius of purpose. And forgive myself completely. And forgive myself completely. For ever believing to be something else. For ever believing to be something else. I've made peace within me. I've made peace within me. And with everybody who's ever hurled insults. And with everyone who's ever hurled insults. And rocks. And rocks. And paint. (laughs) And paint. And other things things toward me. Toward me. Forgiveness is a manifesting gift to myself. Forgiveness is a manifesting gift to myself. So I follow the principle of live my life. So I follow the principle of live my life. Here where I am. Here where I am. And I'm letting all others live their lives. And I'm letting all others live their lives. Wherever they are. Wherever they are. Forgiveness is necessary for me to move on. Forgiveness is necessary for me to move on. To a reality where there's no longer anything. To a reality where there's no longer anything. To be forgiven for. To be forgiven for. I no longer exist. I no longer exist. To be measured. To be measured. By the standards of others. By the standards of others. Wow. Powerful. I have to say, I always, one of my favorite things that we do here is when we have these moments of being totally and utterly released from these pre-existing tethers. Pre-existing. Great word. Yeah. It just feels fantastic. And I'm not sure that anything makes me feel more hopeful because you can, in those moments when you release those things, you feel incredible growth. It's, it, you feel like you're being rocketed. You, like you really are being rocketed to this other world. And it's so hopeful and, and it's so powerful. 
And now, and now we're ready to move toward that yeah. thing that we're hoping to attract to live our right. best lives. Absolutely. Look, the Law of Attraction 100-Day Guided Journal, it's a book, a book that's been turned into a guided journal in order to help you establish your personal genius of purpose, your conviction, your articles of faith to live by. The guided journal is for advancing your life by using the law of attraction to manifest the advancement of your mind, body, and soul. That's the purpose for for life. That's why we are here in the natural, to advance toward perfected completion. Look, every single human being has everything that we'll ever need to be able to experience while here. In the land of the living, the abundant life, the one that's filled us uh, with us to experience our dreams that we were talking about and to experience our best lives. The master of kinetic belief has peace and we have joy and we have happiness all while enjoying abundant prosperity. Mm. And I'll tell you this, that our dreams and visions they're just simply the guideposts for blueprinting our perfected lives through the power of kinetic belief. And my 100-day Law of Attraction Guided Journal is the roadmap for getting there. Yes, and you can pick that up at stephencanyon.com. You can grab the digital version, which is my personal favorite. You can use it on the iPad or just print it off at your leisure. Or you can actually order the hard copy and and begin working through this yourself or like I've seen so many people do. They order these in twos and threes and they do them with a friend, a family member, which always sounds fun. It's always fun, and, and you're including somebody that you care a lot about in your in own your growth process. process. Yeah. And you're doing it together. Yeah. What yeah. a fun topic to just break bread and, and talk about. I love that. Bread. Mm. <laughs> Are you hungry, Steve? Okay. <laughs> well, well, you know what it was? I, I was imagining <laughs> studying cooking and uh, not eating and or eating, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, let's go, let's go forage let's do. <laughs> for right. some food. Thanks, as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. I can't wait for tomorrow. Bye.